Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How is our fans, our supporters? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim Garth. Tim, I'm Dan Osborne. <laughs> and we are the two drunk accountants. Yeah. That's us. That's us. That's us, Tim. Uh, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, it's good to be here. Good to be everyone. You may have noticed a big new addition to the podcast. Sound effects. Sound effects. Sponsored by cats. <laughs> Sounds by cats accountants. <laughs> Hold on. This is a laugh track. I just added that. Uh, yeah, so the only thing, <laughs> the the only thing, thing with this new machine that we've got is that you need headphones to yeah. hear the soundtrack while we're recording. And only Dan has headphones conveniently. <laughs> so There's only no I can hear. For me. Only I can hear when I push the sound effects and uh, either make my jokes sound hilarious or Tim's like rubbish. And <laughs> so we can expect a lot of that. So all I, can, all I can hear is silence, but there could be loud applause happening in the background whilst I speak. Exactly. Not usually not followed followed by your jokes. Or, <laughs> that doesn't normally happen. I'll get the crickets. Yeah, you'll get the crickets. Mm. Uh, no, it's good to be here. Uh, Tim, uh, what is the, the Tim and... Hello. That sounded pretty good to the headphones, if I can be honest. <laughs> uh, Tim, what's the Tim and Dan like? How was your week? Yeah, my week it was good. I'm uh, just getting ready for Australia Day, basically. So, uh, hey, a lot of prep for Australia Day? Not really. Just keen for the uh, long weekend and the hottest 100. Yeah. Kind of a staple of most people's. Australia yeah, Day. not mine. Not mine. Are you going to get written off? No, I'm not doing <laughs> I'm not well, That's be... what 90% of people do on yeah. Australia Day. So. Do you want to know what I'll be doing on Australia Day? Uh, not really. Yeah. No, I do. I do. So Tell me. Technically, tomorrow is Australia Day. Yes, it right? is. Correct. Plus 100 is not on Australia Day. It's oh, actually I do the day know after. What, I do know what you're doing. Uh, so tomorrow at 11 o'clock, I'll be at Newcastle Airport picking up my brother. Yep, yep. That's and, cool. Uh, which is great. Chris. Great to see Chris. Uh, and then I will be driving to my mum's place. And spending the entire weekend moving her house. God, you're a good son. <laughs> yeah. You're such I? a good son. Aren't I? Yeah. I mean, half the stuff in there is probably your old junk. But, uh, Not half, but I'd say at least 10%. Yeah. I would, I would recommend, Dan, before you go and do this, mm. you need to watch Marie Kondo. I've already watched her it. Tips for cleaning. Yeah, I've already watched it. Yeah. The first thing I'm going to do just, is I'm going to thank the house. Thank the house. Just give it some rubs. I'm just going to get on the floor. Like, I'm going to close my eyes and kind of murmur some things. And then I'm just going to rub it weirdly. Roll around and just like yeah. nod and bow. Yeah. And Marie Kondo. And speak in a very like high-pitched, yeah. excitable voice. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to yeah. thank every item that we put in the truck. Thank every <laughs> And just make sure that everything sparks joy for you. I'll be asking my so mum that. if you get to Newcastle Airport and like Chris is there sitting on the side and uh, he's giving you a wave as you, as you, you know, settle in at the, the pavement there with your car. Mm. If it, that doesn't spark joy, just like put down the window, thank him for his time and just drive the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get the hell out of there. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, no, what, what we've told mum is that, uh, and the worst part about this is tomorrow is meant to be 36 degrees. Oh, oh my and, God. And mum's old place doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> and the top floor of that house gets incredibly hot. Um, so we've told her that if we don't turn around, and every time we turn around, there's a fresh slushy waiting for us, <laughs> <laughs> we are leaving. When <laughs> you're leaving immediately. You're going to strike. You're going to pick it. Exactly. Go, we want our sashi. Yeah. This is no condition to work in. When right? do we want it? Now. Now. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it still works. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it still works. Still so works. is that your Tim and Download for this week? Like yeah. Just so moving house? Moving, moving my mum's house for her. <sighs> Take a few, like change of clothes or something like that because you're gonna need it oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna be a sweaty teddy at least it's not like um adelaide got to 46.2 degrees did you hear on the radio there was a guy who back in march or something made this policy at his pub and i did the, the hotter the temperature got 
the cheaper the beer is yeah. <laughs> until yeah. it until it got over to something like over 45, 45 and it was free <laughs> god that's yeah. such like that's so good for me if yeah. i'm near that pub and he was like what a crazy friend, <laughs> he was like oh it was working so well for us from like march till now because you know the hotter it got people came in they knew they could get cheap drinks but we're, so we're cool. busy so but then cool. over 45 degrees and he, he had to uh, hand out free beer for the day. It's basically <laughs> the opposite to like Uber surge pricing. Yeah, exactly. As it, as it gets busier, yeah. we're going to give you cheaper prices. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, good. That's so funny. Good. Um, yeah, so that's the Tim and Danlow for the week. Nice one. Uh, Tim, do you have a business update? Because I have one. Oh, yeah, I do, I do have a couple. You, you go first. Okay, let me just open my little folder of updates. How about I go first? Um, and mine's only very quick, and it's just something that I stumbled across that has been around for a couple of years, but I just didn't know about it. Okay. Have you heard of MYOB loans, Tim? No. No, I haven't. So, I didn't know that was a thing. This is relevant because a couple of weeks ago we had a conversation about um, Intuit, Intuit uh, and their moving plans into to moving into finance. Yeah. Uh, so, what. MYOB have done, and they did this a couple of years ago, but it's just amazing that we haven't heard of mm. this until now. Um, essentially, they give out small loans to businesses yeah, well. through a partnership with, uh, who was it? Uh, On Deck. On Deck. On Deck, which is a US company. Okay. Um, they've made a an Australian operation, which MYOB owns 30% of. Yeah, okay. And they get a commission from every referral that it's through, cool. um, but they've positioned it as MYOB loans, wow. essentially. And uh, you can check your MYOB file if you order, like if you qualify for a loan, mm. and then you apply for it, and you need to send them bank statements. And, wow. you, and this is the worst part: is that even though they've got your MYOB file, you still need to send them three months worth of bank statements. Oh my god! <laughs> well, in case you've been deleting transactions or something like I that, don't know. Yeah. surely they could tell if it didn't reconcile. Or... You'd think so. But uh, yeah, so they need to do that. But yeah, it's just very interesting that MYOB already have a loan branch of their business. That yeah. um, The reason that I found out about it is because they're starting to really target uh, accounting partners yeah. to be a referral source. And I would have right. thought that would have been the first people they would have targeted. Yeah. But apparently not. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I guess Zero and Intuit are sort of looking in that space too. Zero is more just providing access to banks to uh, jump in zero, look at the figures, and then suss out whether or not they can give that business a loan. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to become more and more of a thing. Exactly. Especially because there's not really many people in the small business lending space. No. The big four banks are just completely out of it. I mean, ANZ would say they're doing it, but um, unless there's security, they're not keen at all. So, we're talking unsecured loans to... To small business. Yes, to ten to 250000 it says. Yeah, and hopefully it rates cheaper than credit cards. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Uh, so, Tim, what were your business updates? Okay, cool. So, the first one, and it relates to today's main topic then, is that um, Ultratune copped a $2.6 million fine. Ultratune. And that's a franchise. Yeah, and that's why it relates to today. We haven't spoken about that. Our topic today is... Franchises. Yeah. And, you know, just a bit of a discussion. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. Whether we like them, dislike What are they? Them. What do you yeah. do? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Ultratune, what, what have they done? Are they bullying their franchisees or something? Yeah, so Ultratune is a car repair business. Yep. Um, last Friday, the federal court ruled that Ultratune had breached both the franchising code of conduct um, by failing to act in good faith with franchisees and Australian consumer law by making false or misleading Mis um, representations. Oh. So it sounds like um, they're telling people that we're going to start a franchise that the business was worth way more than what it was and that it okay. would produce more income than what it could. Right. Potentially. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's about the nature of a franchise business to a prospective partner in 2015, which includes the price of the franchise to itself. They gave false or misleading representations to people. Um, so let's see if I can find a bit more info here. So essentially they were telling potential purchasers of a franchise that this business is worth 
this much to you every year. Um, but that was completely false and misleading. Yeah, like they don't really go into too much detail in this article on Smart Company, but mm. um, it sounds like um, they could have actually just altered the price of a franchise that someone was looking to buy. Oh, <laughs> And just said, yeah, well, what's you know, this one's worth 80 grand when they may have been selling other ones at 40 grand. Oh, that's, that's dodgy. It's real dodgy. That's and real dodgy. So then... This is something that we will discuss yeah. in our topic today. Yeah. But franchisees, just because they're a franchise, doesn't mean that they're doing everything above board. You do yeah. have to cross your T's, dot your I's about the franchise. And, and that's the thing. Ultra Tune are clearly in the business of selling franchises then, not yeah. running car repair and, businesses. And that's, and that's yeah. exactly what they all are once yeah. they're a franchise. They're in yeah. the business of setting up more franchises yeah, and exactly. selling those. Yeah. Um, and so Ultra Tune have 200, apparently. 200? Is, yeah. Across the country. Fascinating. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Um, um, uh, yeah, and just one more. Uh, it relates to last week's topic. The government um, is demanding Airbnb data to be shared with. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> well, they got the Swiss banks. It was only a matter yeah, of time before they got, be easy. got the rest. Really? Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a tax crackdown. And Uber and Airbnb will be required to share data about their users with the Australian Tax Office under a proposal outlined by Treasury to crack down on non-compliance in the sector. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, this uh, is exactly that. what we were saying last week. Yeah, we expected that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Fascinating. All right. They're, they're good, uh, good business updates, Tim. Yeah. Now, this is a point in time where I want to introduce a new segment, and we mentioned it last week, and it's called... <laughs> What's happening in Orphans Week? Yeah, what's happening in Orphans Week? What's happening in Orphans Week this week? So what we're going to do is we're going to try and... Call, we haven't arranged this. He doesn't know that I'm going to call him. It's just going to be me speaking to start with. This could go to voicemail. It could just go to voicemail. And if so, we're going to leave him a quick message and, and that'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to give him a call. I don't know what I'm even going to talk about with him. We'll just <laughs> see what he says. But the point is just getting his voice on the podcast. Yep. All right, so... Our new system here allows us to hook our phone up, so... This is exciting. I've done that. It's the first call we've ever made. This could fail miserably. <laughs> it so. could fail. You know, worst comes to worst, we could just delete this. <laughs> Let me look him up. Here he is. Uh, and Break I can't hear anything away. of the conversation with Michael, so no. if I say things <laughs> at inappropriate times, that's why. <laughs> Only Dan can hear. Uh, we'll fix that next week. All right, I'm just going to call him. It's ringing. Hello. Hello, Orphan. Hey, mate. You're still on no caller ID. Ah, sorry. My bad. Got to fix that. What can I help you with, sir? Um, are you back at work or are you still sick? No, I'm back at work. Ah, nice. Nice. Is that back, Michael? Back, yeah, it's Orford. Hello. Tim says hello. Hey, good night. Um, yeah, I was just uh, calling to say good day and confirming that uh, I won't be there for a book club. Oh, good. Yeah, no, no, I thought that was the case, too. Yeah. Yeah, just cool. doing stuff with Chris? Yep, yep. Still just hanging out with my brother, moving mum's house. Nah, yeah. Cool. All right, bud. Well, i got to get back to work, but I'll, <laughs> I'll chat to you later. No worries. Look after Tim. I will. Hold on. Bye. Oh, I told Timmy thongs are in, so you better hurry up and come and trade them over. Did you buy Did you buy thongs from Orford, Tim? I didn't buy them. Oh, right. <laughs> so you got you got your your orthotic. Yeah, and you should come get some too with your effed up feet. He gave He gave them to me as like a birthday gift two two months ago. No, oh, right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell a month him. ago. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Wait for us. Wow. All right, I'll tell them that they're here. All right, bud, we'll talk to you later. See you, mate. Have a good day. Bye. Right, and there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Orphan's oh, first oh. ever appearance in the podcast. Welcome to the show, Michael. We're going to start light. All right, it's just going to be conversations <laughs> like that. Tim, what you missed is... <laughs> when, I, when I first asked him, when I said hello, he's like, what can I help you with? <laughs> Oh no! Oh jeez! Uh, oh, so good. He's a classic. 
He's a classic. Did he did he have a go at you for being on no caller ID? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. You gotta, you gotta turn that off. Yeah, I did. I will. Um all right. Well, that's a good start to that. <laughs> Fantastic. And my he's got my thongs, has he? He's got your thongs. Oh, you can good. go pick him up. I'm okay. looking forward to those. Uh all right, let's let's move on to the proper next topic. Do you have a Tim, do you have a tight ass tip? I do have a tight ass tip this week. And it relates to Australia Day. I don't know if too many of our listeners would be in the market for one of these, but um but yeah, it's about uh, boats, essentially. Australia Day, you know, great weekend to be able to like jump in and uh, get on a boat. Yeah. You might be thinking uh, along the lines of a certain tune, uh, but um, but yeah, essentially, um, my tip to you, don't buy one. <laughs> Do not buy a boat. Yeah. Unless was- you're filthy rich or you want to look filthy rich. Yeah, it, and that's you, not what tight-assism is about. You'd, you'd be silly to buy a boat. Yeah, so... Um, a t- a... Is there something happening, Dan? I'm playing this out <laughs> Oh, that's great. Love this device. Yeah, coarse language, by the way, everybody. <laughs> I'm on a boat! <laughs> yeah, so, uh, really, if you want to be... Um, if you want to be living your nautical dreams... Mm. Um, and sailing the seas and uh, singing I'm on a boat. Do it at the cost of a good friend <laughs> who can <laughs> buy the boat <laughs> and deal with it for you. Because guess what? Boats are one of the most expensive things. They always break down, Dan. And boats, it's not just that. You've got to register them. You've got to store them. You've got to clean them. Boats cost a lot of money. They cost a lot of money in the they're first just, place. They're a big hole of money. Yeah, it's a money pit. That you get money put into your bank yeah. from hard work and then you just... Shit it down a hole. <laughs> exactly <water> right. <laughs> Kiss it goodbye. Well, a good friend of yeah. mine's dad, uh, he, he told me that boat stands for bring out another thousand. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you're going to be doing when you get a boat. It's very true. So this is Charlie Day. If you want to get on a boat, that's awesome. I love getting on a boat. Yep. And, um, but just try and find a friend with a boat. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's, it's a much a more cost-effective way of doing it. Find a friend it. with a boat. And if you have to, if you don't have a friend with a boat, just maybe rent one out for the weekend and see how you like it. Rent a boat. Rent a boat. I rent a boat. <laughs> I rent, <laughs> rent a, a boat. boat. And <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, all right, Tim. That's well, my tight tip. That's a good tight tip. I agree wholeheartedly with that. There's no anger from Dan this week. I think it's time uh, we move on to the main topic. Played the new intro to the new topic. Just pushing a button. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh. Today's topic is franchises. Franchises, Tim. Franchises. Yeah, it's a popular one for people who are, I suppose, in a career and have been for a long time. Mm. And they're considering making a bit of a change. They want to take control of their own destiny. Yeah, we, we have a lot of clients that are on that are in a franchise. You know, they yeah. they own a Subway, they own a McDonald's, they own a... Caltex. Caltex, petrol station. They own, you know, a Gloria Jeans coffee. They own lots of franchises that are out there for all sorts of businesses, shapes and sizes. For sure. You could be as small as, hey, on the weekend, I'm going to mow some lawns and just get a gym's, gym's franchise. Yeah. Um, you could be, hey, I want to do some bookkeeping. I'm going to get a gym's franchise. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about putting some aerials up. I should get a gym's franchise. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about inspecting properties yeah. for pests and, and <laughs> I should get a gym's franchise. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> speaking of people who are in the business of selling franchises. <laughs> yeah, gyms. Uh, gym. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, or even, um, say, uh, building homes. Building homes. There's a lot of um, home building franchises out yeah, there as well. Yeah, definitely. So, um, it's really great for people who uh, want to own a business mm. and they want to have a brand and build, like, have all of the systems and IP intellectual property mm. associated with a... Um, a market-leading business, a best practice business, yep. without having to do all the work associated with that and the years of turmoil that exactly. can be involved in developing those things. Exactly. So maybe a good place to start is just that. Why don't we discuss what, what are the advantages? Mm. Because that is one of the main advantages. So yeah. um, the reason why people might go into a franchise is this. You immediately start off with a brand name recognition. Yes. So if you're going to open up a fast food takeaway restaurant that sells burgers, chips, and nuggets, <laughs> are you going to start Tim's Fries, Burgers, and Nuggets, or are you going to start McDonald's? 
you know, you're going to get a lot more people coming in the door. Yeah. They know what it is. The products are there. You don't need to source equipment. You don't need to source food. It's all set up. They will actually even train you what you need to do. Exactly. And and so so the first one, brand name recognition. You start off with a name already. People know who you are and the quality or what to expect from that brand. Yep. Um, And the second thing, as Tim has already alluded to, they provide you with the training and support. Yeah. Usually. So you may not need the business experience. Exactly. Yeah. So you might not really know how to run a business and you think, okay, well, if I start this franchise, um, you know, I'm going to own a Macca's. What they're going to provide to you is training on how to run a Macca's, yeah. how to run employees, yep. how to ensure that your books are done. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be providing you with that training and support before you even start and then ongoing throughout for the yeah. bigger franchises. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much gyms, is training their lawn mowing, but it's yeah. probably a bit. They probably send out online stuff and courses. And from what I've spoken with people, um, they tend to have a bit of a, a firm checklist of things they yeah. need to do. Yeah. For example, um, attending like a local networking event. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they make them go out and do sort of things like that. Okay, so it's like, all right, well, if you want to be a gym, you're going to have to go to BNI every week. Yeah. Or something like. Exactly. Yeah. Or just go to one. Yeah, and go to something. Get the name out there. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. yeah so there's support and training. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one would be, and a lot of the time this is this happens um, through the franchises is advertising. Yeah, so advertising, just just product development yeah. and awareness. Yeah, it's, if 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 you own a subway, you don't need to worry about putting on a TV ad. No, because no. there is a TV ad already on there for Subway Australia wide. They'll, they'll position it for you. They'll do the strategy. Exactly. They'll... You know, you, you'll see Subway down at, you know, uh, the local sporting event already there. You, you don't need to sponsor uh, the Australian Open because mm. Subway already has. Yep. Um, I don't know if that's true, but that's an example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so advertising, more often than not, it's already included. Um, yep. Marketing as well. Um, the other thing that they, you know, I've, I've been researching this would be negotiating power with suppliers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so and you just you benefit from what has been negotiated already. Exactly. So essentially that, you know, you're not trying to make a deal with the potato farmers for chips. Um, McDonald's made the deal with potato and because they're such a big thing, they got a bargain price. Yeah. And therefore you reap that benefit. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some others too because yep. um, franchises tend to have a proven record of um, having a higher rate of success than yeah. other startup businesses. Yeah, I've heard that as well. So that's an, that's an advantage, yeah. supposedly, supposedly, according to the stats. Yeah. Um, securing finance may be easier. Yeah, exactly. If, if you're about to set up a, a McDonald's, then people like McDonald's and a yeah. bank might be more willing to give you a startup loan because they know you're probably going to do fine. The bank totally understands what you're trying to do there and they trust that brand they trust the business model potentially. Yep, exactly. So they may um, be more willing to understand your forecasts yep. and your profit projections. Yep, 100%. 100% on that one, Tim. So, but interestingly enough, Dan, I think you could take every one of those advantages and turn them and around. And turn them into a disadvantage as well. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, just an example the negotiating power. Maccas has negotiated a deal with potato growers for your potatoes, for your chips. Yep. Um, you have to buy your potatoes through whichever one Maccas tells you to. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. There's no option. No. If you want to start, you know, you don't like the way that potato farmer treats yeah. you his, just want to use his potatoes. <laughs> then, uh, and you want to use an organic farmer down the road. Yeah, you want to use a local supplier. Or a local supplier. Um, you might not be allowed. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you're right. Every one of these things uh, could be flipped on the head. And maybe this is a good start then. All right, let's talk about some of the disadvantages. What are some of the reasons why you wouldn't yeah, a franchise? why you would potentially think twice about starting a franchise of your own yeah. or buying a franchise? Yeah, the, the biggest one in my mind would be, um, and this might not be the case with every single franchise, but I'd imagine you know across the board, franchisors want to ensure that there's consistency across all of their stores and products. So uh, essentially a lack of independence and yeah. a lack of creativity. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're stuck to the systems that you're given. Yeah. Stuck with the products that you're given and the brand that you're given. 
Yeah, exactly. So if that actually starts to fail, mm. then you're sinking with that ship. Yeah. And we've seen that recently. Yeah. With, um, is it Gloria Jeans? Gloria Jeans, Wendy's. Wendy's, coffee, yeah. Um, where the franchise starts to struggle and then the businesses within that also struggle. Start to struggle. Because yeah. of the systems and the brand and the products that they've developed. Yeah. So you really have to align yourself very intelligently with a good franchise. Yeah. A good exactly. business. This is all remind. Have you seen the movie The Founder? Yeah. It reminds me a lot of this. Yeah. And the, you know, they, he first meets the McDonald brothers. Yeah. And, and they're, um, they're like, oh, we tried to franchise. Yeah. But we couldn't control the other franchises. Yeah. Like that they, they would... They wanted to sell only their products, but suddenly they started selling fried chicken. Yeah. And they didn't want to sell fried chicken. Yep. It wasn't part of their brand. Mm. Um, and that's why they stopped franchising. And then this guy comes along and he's strict guidelines that people need to meet. Um, fascinating. So it is funny to see it from that side and think, well, without people following those strict guidelines, the brand doesn't succeed. Yeah, but yeah. But conversely, as, by following as a, those strict guidelines, yeah, as a, as a franchisee, you might go down with a poor franchise. Exactly right. If they yeah. if they have a poor business model, yeah, um, then you go share deals badly, yeah, um, or give you bad prices, yeah, or set horrible promotions for you yeah. that you just know you're losing hand and foot yeah. when you when you say um, giving free avocado on uh, on for the promotion of the month. Let's yep. run with the subway scenario. Yeah, if that's just forced on you by head office. That's a bit awkward if you know you're losing money every time you do that. And, and that does happen. I, I know a couple of franchises where they say, oh, no, we have to sell it at this, at this price for this month because head office have told us we have to do that. Yeah. Um, but they make a loss on those products for the month. So, yeah, in speaking of control, yeah. um, then there's even cert certain things, Dan, like um, McDonald's, yeah. right? Every five to ten years, you see massive renovations happen in yeah. those stores, and and you, you know, and that's paid for by the franchisee. Yeah, and they make you do it. It's it's forced. You have to do it, otherwise yeah. you'll lose your license. Yeah. So so this is this is a good option. Good. A main disadvantage are the cost and the fees. The cost and the fees. So buying a franchise by like already is not inexpensive. It is. As, oh. it, it is pricey. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially one of those bigger franchises like Subway or Macca's, there's yes. usually a large upfront cost. Yes. Um, to just buy the rights to use that franchise in your area. Exactly. And that that could include many things, including the equipment that they make you use, yeah. the inventory that they make you use, um, building the store to the specifications that they want you to use, and and they they do have, um, they do have systems for this to try and make it you know quick and efficient or, or yeah, whatever they have like contractors yeah. they can provide you with and those sorts of things exactly but you don't call up um maccas and say i want to start a mcdonald's and they build one for you and you run it mm. there's a large cost involved i don't pay for that for you <laughs> no no and you know <laughs> you need a lot of capital behind you it could be that there's already a built store and you're just taking over that franchise yes yes, but yes. still they charge you a franchise fee yeah it's not it's and, and that by itself can be expensive and that initial cost is not a deduction. It's no. a cost base. Yeah, for your exactly business. right. Um, so that's that's a fun fact. You've you've really got to suss it out too with the particular franchise you might be looking at because mm. sometimes you actually have to pay that franchise fee every five years. Yeah, it's a fixed arrangement. Yeah, and so you get the franchise for five years. At the end of that time, you might have bought it for five hundred grand. Yeah, it's not yours to sell. No. You actually have to buy in again, again for another five, five years yeah. for a new franchise agreement. Yeah. And so in that way, you could sell halfway through your franchise agreement. But yeah. um, the new franchisee, if they're looking at buying that store, could just no. wait yeah. two more years and then they'll buy it they'll off the head office. It. Yeah. It's, that's crazy. So that then sort of thing. the other side of this as well is uh, ongoing fees, including royalties. royalties. So not only did you pay $500,000 for the right to have this franchise, uh, you then might have to pay a certain percentage of your sales as a royalty yep. or a fixed fee as a royalty yep. every month or every year or however often it is. And it's not a might. That's a definite. That's that a is definite. in most franchise yeah. Um, yeah. arrangements. And then on top of that, there are other ongoing fees. 
any of that marketing and advertising we yeah. spoke about? <laughs> Sometimes they charge you for that. Yeah, definitely. So you've paid a fee to set it up, then you pay a monthly royalty, mm-hmm. and then you pay a marketing fee to cover those advertising and marketing that they take, you know, uh, they do for you. Yeah. So there are a lot of, it is not cheap, it is expensive. Definitely. And even in some instances, um, the fees, you might even just call inventory as yeah. a fee because. What the franchises do, and this is a sneaky little thing that's happened, uh, even with Gloria Jeans, I would say, and um, and Donut King, yeah, Wendy's, sorry, not Donut, yeah. anyway, one of them, one of those ones, they buy the stock, mm. they get huge discounts at bulk mm. from the supplier. Then what they do is they add the price a little bit, and they make a little cut on the inventory. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes they just go too far with that. And Coles, let's say might be selling it for cheaper than what you're buying it from yeah. the franchise. Yeah. So you're actually not able to compete because yeah. of that. And so they're getting a little bit of cream from just the things that they're selling, that negotiating that they're yeah. meant to do for you. Exactly. So there's... And, uh, and that comes back to what our original point again is that with these franchises, you are their business. Yeah. Yeah, you, so, so they're making money from you. They're not, meant to, yeah, yeah, exactly right. They're meant to make you successful. Yeah, which makes them successful. Correct. But yeah, you're right, Dan. Like the art of selling franchises almost becomes part of their business. Yeah, because they they have sales reps. Yeah, that travel the country. Yep. And meet potential new franchisees. Yep. That would be a huge part of McDonald's business. Yeah. They would have sales reps in each area. Mm-hmm. meeting new potential franchisees. Definitely. Mm-hmm. They definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that is something else to keep in mind about franchises. Cost. Uh, cost. So third one, and we've alluded to this already, um, an article that I read calls it guilt by association. Oh, okay. But essentially it just means if something bad happens to that franchise, if they get bad press, if a subway down the road or in another state is found to contain True. something in their food or their food poison somebody. True. That affects your subway. Yeah. So if one of them is, if one of the franchisees is being dodgy and underpaying wages to uh, migrant workers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, one fuel uh, company, fuel station allegedly was doing yeah and and there's there's, there's many then, though there's like yeah. seven to eleven in every country i mean in every town like <laughs> roughly that many of those particular ones between seven and eleven of them around <laughs> yeah and that, <laughs> yeah thanks guys <laughs> that mars that mars reputation oh what was that the crickets that was a uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jim only got headphones on. That uh, that mars a reputation um, for the rest of them, and actually, what I've seen with some clients, yeah, is it even destroys the trust between the franchisor and the good franchisees. Exactly. And so they start introducing all this paperwork um, trail that they need to provide to the franchisor to prove that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Because they start assessing all of their costs and making sure they're. They're almost like doing what the ATO do, yeah, auditing them each year to make sure that they're they're in the benchmarks that they would imagine they would be. Exactly. So it is a little. Uh, it can be a little complicated when you. Yeah, it's definitely. not just you and the franchisor. It's you, the franchisor, and all of their franchises. <laughs> yeah, you're you're in a big group, and they often have like retreats and trips away. Yeah. So that you can mingle with each other, and I guess yeah. get that sense of a team mentality. Yeah. But yeah, if there's a nearby store doing the wrong thing, it can really affect your brand. Yeah. So another one uh, would be limited growth opportunities. So essentially this means, let's say you take on a Macca's franchise, and this is just an example. I don't really know much about Macca's franchises, but they're just a common example. Yeah, yeah it's a good example. Um, and you start this business and it goes gangbusters. You make so much money from this Macca's. Um, well, that's it. That is your Macca's. You could take on a second franchise. Yeah. You could own three Macca's franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not, you know, it's not the same as let's say you started Tim's, uh, what I call it, chips, burgers, and nuggets, <laughs> and and you go gangbusters. You know, and you, you could start, you could start 
10 gyms. You could franchise your own gyms. For sure. Burgers and nuggets. Imagine the potential value of that against your basically your franchise agreement. Yeah. That's the value that you hold exactly. once, you, once you've set up a franchise. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's definitely one. Um, and, and when you're selling the franchise, um, it's much harder because you have to not only find a buyer, mm. find a buyer that the franchisor would be happy yeah. to allow to buy that franchise. Exactly. Rather than if you just set up Tim's Chips, Burgers and Nuggets, you could just sell, you could sell it to anyone any, who's interested because I'm just making me happy. Damo I'm not making the franchise that. all happy. <laughs> Damo could buy it of me. <laughs> that might be the future plan, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the crowd thinks that's funny too. Thanks, guys. Um, too kind. So I have one more. Yeah, I've got one more. It might be the same thing. Uh, and that is the contract for the franchise. <laughs> yeah, the can franchise be very <laughs> restrictive. Yeah. Uh, so that means several things. One, it could be that what you're allowed to do is restrict. And we've mentioned that before. You know, with the Macca's example, people wanted to sell uh, fried chicken, but they can't because it's not yep. on the. So restrictive in in what you can do and sell and and how you behave and and whatnot. Um, but it also means if you do breach that, you could lose your business. For sure, one hundred percent, Dan. They if could, you, they could just cut it off. If you the end of your business, if you don't play by the rules, you're done. You, and you can just lose your lose your franchise agreement. So they usually set out the rules in that franchise agreement. It's generally like a thirty page document. Yep. So you do need to, if you're looking at a franchise, you do need to sit down with a solicitor and look at that document to make sure there's nothing adverse in there yeah. that um, you wouldn't agree to later down the track. Yep. Um, but you're hundred percent right, Dan. If they don't play by the rules. The franchisor can just cut that agreement mm. and then sell it to someone else. Yeah. And everything you've invested into that can be lost in an yeah. instant. And there's even, <clears throat> pretty sure most franchise agreements, the template for the franchise agreement has a rule that if there is any other reason why we decide your franchise agreement should be canceled, yeah. we have the power to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and we can modify this agreement however we like after the date. Doesn't yeah. matter, <laughs> and, and there have been examples of this as well, where um, and not even just cancelling it during the agreement, but let's say at the end of your agreement, mm-hmm. they just decide that they don't want to renew your agreement with them. Yeah. So, not only which has happened, which has happened with uh, Caltex within Caltex. the last twelve months. Exactly. So, um, that's a good example. You know, they decide that. You know, they're going to you know, move away from a franchise kind of operation and, and bring it all in-house. So at the end of all these contracts, people just lose their business. Yeah, they, they basically hand the keys back yeah. to, the, to the store. Yeah. So either they can, uh, yeah, I guess, sell it back to them now or operate out the rest of the, the term of their contract yeah. and make the profits. And then once it's done, hand the keys back. Caltex don't have to buy it often then. No. The agreement's done. Their, their period that they're allowed to run that operation has concluded. So that's what they paid for. That's the rules of the agreement. Yeah. And if they're unhappy, well, they could start a legal case. Yep. And there's a lot of them, but there's a pretty strong contract there for Caltex to rely upon. So. Yeah. So that's, they're the main advantages and disadvantages of a franchise. And it's a lot there. Um, I guess the other side of this is, you know, you're, your tax side of it yeah you know essentially that's that's pretty simple um you know your initial upfront cost as we said earlier that's not a immediate deduction that's a that's a a cost base um sits there in your business until you sell it yeah um you know the royalties and interest payments and and advertising payments and royalty fees these are all uh deductions yep deductible Um, expenditure they usually have gst on them yep um so you can claim gst on those back Uh, your training or normal expenses from then on, essentially, or all of your costs from then on are tax deductible yeah. and fees um, and that you'd normally be allowed. Yeah, and it's not to say that if you have a franchise, you can't um, have elements in your business like a, a company vehicle. Yeah, um, exactly. And you still, you know, you're allowed to hire family members to work for you exactly it's still your it's still business. your business in that sense you the can still entity, run whatever costs yeah. you want through there but, but but essentially what you own what your business owns is the franchise agreement yeah yeah that's, yeah. What, that's what you own exactly so tim 
do you have anything else to add about franchises at the moment? Um, I just think if if it were me, I'd be putting a lot of research into the business. Yeah. Because when you're buying that franchise, you're buying a little slice of that business. Yeah, you're exactly. You're creating value for them. I, I'd be doing a couple of things. And this is just purely off the top of my head. The first thing that I'd do, yep. I would thoroughly research mm-hmm. that business, oh, look yeah. at media reports, look at financial reports, yep. um, have conversations with them about how they run, how they work with their franchisees, all of that. But the second thing, and this is probably the more important, I'd ask if I could, or even just reach out to, yeah. other people who own a franchise for exactly. that business. Yeah, you definitely And you'd go that. chat to them, you'd sit down, what's it like dealing with them? You know, ask her all the things you can set out. What, what are your, what's your independence like? You yeah. know, um, do they often force things on you that are yeah. bad? Do you, you know, um, what are their ongoing fees? Is there something hidden that you don't know about that you, it's confusing when you first sign up? You know, all that. How are you going? Mm-hmm. You know, are there fees too restrictive to a point where you can't make a profit? Yeah. Um, I'd go ask other franchises these questions. Yeah. And really research your location. Yeah. And that's something that you shouldn't um, forget because franchises are a business model, but that's not to say it's going to work in every market. No. Like, for example, um, just putting a, a grilled in the middle of, say, China. It may not work very well. That's yeah. an extreme example. But yeah. um, well, you but do need to think about your local market and yeah. just look at your competitors. So, something that's, you know... There are some businesses that I'd say probably would mostly always work. Chucking a Macca's anywhere, we, they'll usually get business unless there's yeah. not a population to sustain it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, chucking an auto-tune yeah. into an area that's already saturated with other mechanics yeah. and they've got good relationships already or there's yeah. other franchises, yeah. there might not be a big enough market for Definitely. it and it might fail. Definitely. Um, yeah. There might have been an auto-tune there in the past that was bad. Yeah, you'll definitely want to research whether or not there was a franchise there in the past. Yeah. Um, another thing on location, ask your franchise, what is my area? Can you yeah. give me any guarantees on who else is or isn't allowed yeah. to buy a franchise exactly. in my area? If, if I open up my, um, my auto-tune, I wouldn't because they're ripping people off. But <laughs> if, if, I, if I was setting up my subway uh, at number one Dan Street... Mm-hmm. Um, is there a guarantee that you're not going to sell another franchise to another subway at up the road number 50? Yeah, exactly. Um, that would be important. Massively important. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'd be sussing those things out. You just really, you have to agree with the business itself. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't play by their rules, um, good chance you're going to fail. Yeah. Good chance you're going to fail. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if you're new to business... Awesome opportunity. And yeah. you've got a bit of cash behind you. Awesome opportunity. Yeah. So it could be a... Or it could be a... <laughs> it just depends on all those questions. Tim couldn't hear that, so he didn't know what I was talking about. I imagine there was a trumpet sound there. Yeah, there was. Yeah. <laughs> there was. There was... Uh, it could be a... Or it could be a loud applause. <laughs> Uh, so I think that brings us to the end of our main topic today. Yes. Uh, it is something that we've spoken about doing a bunch of times before and just yeah. haven't got around to, but today, today was the day. We're very interested in that one. So Yeah, if you have any of your own experiences with a franchise, yeah. get in touch with us. We'd, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Um, you guys know the usual contact details, but at uh, 2 drunk podcast on Twitter, uh, 2 drunk podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, find us on Facebook, Two Drunk Accountants. Send us a message, send us a tweet, send us an email. For sure. Um, let us know if you've had any experiences like this before. We had a good tweet this week from Jenna. <laughs> we did have a good tweet. Thank you for, uh, yeah, I suppose, posting it out there. And yeah, uh, we appreciate you. Your comment, nice comments about us. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everybody who tweets about us and asks us uh, questions and send us emails. We, we always were tickled whenever, when anyone <laughs> sends, us, sends us anything. We're tickled. We're tickled. Oh. <laughs> Everyone laughs. Well, like crickets. No. All right. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing this week? I do. Mm. I do, Dan. Yeah. Um, have you ever been anywhere? I can see your hand loitering around the, uh, <laughs> the noise button. No, it's not. Have you ever been anywhere and uh, someone calls you by the wrong name? 
<laughs> can't say that's ever happened to me, Jim. You're such a jerk. <laughs> I can't say that's happened to me, Tom. <laughs> so what? A... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh Go God! Ahead. What I find what I find really um, funny about when someone calls you the wrong name, yeah, is you feel rude correcting them. It is weird. It's a weird experience, isn't it? I just think that's an interesting look into like the human psyche. Someone's pronounced my name wrong. You're so they're, worried. They're incorrect. Yeah, you're so worried about hurting their feelings. Yeah, or like <laughs> you don't worry about correcting them. Is it? And I just I just wonder like, is it because we feel unimportant in our own name we're like oh i don't want to you know make that person think that they're wrong and then my yeah. name's something else like or is it just because um you know is it because you don't catch it straight away and you let them say it again and then once they've said it twice it's there's just no going back because you should have corrected them the first time <laughs> the more times they say your name wrong the less likely you are to correct them right i think so i think that's the issue and i just wonder like if there's any people out there that have just for years have been called the wrong name by someone, there's that and it's just built of, up um, so much. Episode of Friends yeah. where there's a guy that calls Chandler by the wrong name in his office, oh, yeah. and <laughs> he goes, he's been doing it for like years That's that he right. just can't correct him, and then Chandler ends up not, making uh, him lose his, make his, lose his <laughs> job or not getting a promotion because he didn't want to work on the same level in the building as him. So good. So the guy trashes his office. <laughs> Because he didn't know who Chandler, Chandler was. Chandler helps him. He gets <laughs> yeah. roped into it. <laughs> uh, oh, that is a funny one. That yeah. is a funny one. But yeah, it is a weird, weird phenomenon. Yeah. It's like yeah. when someone spits on your face. <laughs> you don't, You feel rude saying, hey, don't like, spit on my face. Like, like when they're talking. Yeah, and yeah. And little spit comes out and you're like... Do I react? Yeah. Uh, I must not react. It's a spit on face. <laughs> There's projectile yeah. like liquids coming from their mouth. Yeah. So my, my note to self is just, you know, I'll be, be polite assertive. about it. But yeah, if someone says my name wrong, I'll just jump in there straight away. Oh, it's, it's Tom. Uh, sorry, I just want to correct you. It's, uh, my name is Timothy. Timothy? Yeah, I don't get that very often. But I was going to say, why did you... Is, I don't is know. This, is this a subtle way of you trying to bring in that you want everyone to call you Timothy from now on instead of Tim? <laughs> it's is this not. like everyone has been calling I'd you by the wrong name Tim. for years? I'd prefer... <laughs> All right, Timothy. <laughs> Timothy. Two drunk accountants with Timothy Garth. Only my mom ever calls me Timothy. So When you're in trouble. Yes. Timothy. Pretty much. Um, cool. That's Good. Sweet. What, what about you? Got another thing? Uh, what is my other thing this week? Um, last week was the tennis. I'm still enjoying that. Um, How about that game last night? Uh, City Pass and uh, Nadal. Yeah. Nadal's just a machine. Nadal's, Nadal's got it in the bag. I think he's going to beat Djokovic. You reckon? Yeah. I'd love to watch it though. Yeah, that's assuming Djokovic mates it. He's got the semis tonight, but ah, you'd uh, think he, he he's would. versing that French guy, Paul... Pouli? Yeah, I don't know how to say his name. Um, anyway, he's versing him tonight, and I think Djokovic probably has that one in the bag, but Nadal, I don't think he's even dropped a set. Like, no. he's just... I and think he... Federer did that, was it last year or the year before? He won... Mm. No, it was Wimbledon year and a half ago hmm. um yeah he won without dropping a set so they reckon um the surface is slightly different this year the Australian yeah Open. i heard that and so apparently that's working into nadal's favor yeah and because it, he can generate more speed more speed because that's why he's good on clay yeah and the other thing as well um was apparently he spent the off season changing his serve Oh, wow. So he's got a new serve wow. that's different to what it used to be. So everyone that's used to playing him with the serve or can really serve hasn't been able to get it mm. as well. I saw one rally last night with Pass, mm. and um, Pass hit this awesome backhand. Yeah. It was such good angle. Mm. It looped in short in the court, so it pushed Nadal right out of the court. Yeah. It was about two meters past the, the doubles area. Yeah. And then uh, he's a lefty, so he was on his forehand. Yeah. Went for the went for the forehand, that would be like a one in one hundred shot. Yeah, and nailed it. Got it right in the corner. Hit yeah. it past the net and everything, like outside uh, the net, and it was just inside of the baseline. How could you be that good? I know. It's just so basically, like there's nothing that City Bus could have done there. No, he's hit the winner, and then Dal has hit the impossible shot. Uh, what was the score? It was like six two, six four, six nil, or something six like love, that. Yeah, yeah. It was just six love. Tough. Yeah, so that that is another other thing this week. 
Um, what book am I reading at the moment? I'm still reading the third book of the Off to Be the Wizard. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Third one's good as well. Cool. Um, and there was something I was going to mention. Oh, uh, I don't know if, if... Are you a big Star Trek fan, Tim? Uh, I wish I was more of a Star Trek fan. Yeah, so I've, I've just... The original series obviously was well before our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next Generation happened kind of when we were too young to appreciate what was going on. And then there was a bunch of other series that kind of happened between then and when we were like mid-teens and then they stopped. Yeah. Um, there's a new series out called Discovery. Mm-hmm. So brand new Star Trek TV show. On Netflix? Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and first season was pretty good. Uh, I just finished it the other day and started the second season. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Awesome. It makes me really want to go. I've watched a little bit of Next Generation before, yeah. but it makes me really want to go back and watch it, particularly because I found out the other day that uh, they're making a spin-off from The Next Generation with Picard, who, you know, the captain, okay. Sir Patrick Stewart. Yep. And he's coming back to replay, uh, to be that role again on a new TV show. Yeah, right. Yeah. Set in like later in his life. Cool. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back and watch all I those like ones. It. I like all the iterations. I'd love to one day when I'm retired or something, I'll just watch all of the Star Trek. Yeah, I think the I think the point of the Star Trek that it was all about, you know, a unified Earth. Mm. That, you know, the the main thing that overcame everything was science and exploring the universe. Mm-hmm. And we can overcome our differences to do that. Yeah, that's a good message. <laughs> You're a trekhead, aren't you? No. No, but I could definitely see if I kept watching it. Yeah. I'd be right into it. Nice. But nice. Uh, yeah, so it was good. That's cool. So yeah, that uh, probably brings us to our other things. Yeah, end I think our so. Other things this week. Yeah, that's the end. That's the end of the podcast, Tim. Um, I just wanted to say that, uh, oh, my other thing this week, actually, sorry, <laughs> is the Roadcaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bloody awesome. It's a big old it's clap for the Roadcaster. Big old clap. <laughs> um, yeah, it's brilliant. Looking forward to uh, what we can do with this thing moving forward. Yeah. And um, we're going to avoid those bad audio problems we had with some prior guests yeah, uh, exactly. recording over the internet. So we can just make phone calls. Yeah, we're going to see what it sounds like with Orford. Yeah, hopefully that sounds all right. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Uh, well, if you want to get in touch, we read out everything earlier, but Twitter at Too Drunk Podcast, at Too Drunk Podcast at gmail.com, um, or. Uh, two drunk accountants on Facebook. But send us a message, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And we will speak to you next week. Happy Australia Day. Calculate it.